Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey everyone, welcome to the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So we are going live today on YouTube, a little bit different for our interviews. And I have brought to you today, Dr. Rochelle Robinson. And so she is a psychologist. She is in New York. I'm going to allow her to introduce the deets about what she does in her career and in her business, but I definitely want to thank everybody for joining in on the YouTube podcast show and or later as a recording and or if you're listening on the podcast. And so welcome Dr. Rochelle to the show. Hi everyone. I am Dr. Rowe. I am a New York state licensed psychologist. I am a certified school psychologist. I am a college professor. I am an author and the owner of Pivotal Point Psychological Consulting PLLC, where I help teenagers and young adults make authentic decisions with confidence. So thank you for having me here today. Yes. Thanks for coming. So let's go ahead and dive into it. I know that the viewers and listeners, they haven't seen someone on our YouTube interview um, in a while. And so I wanted to kick off the wrap of this first quarter and it is happy Women's Day, (laughs) right? Woo! But I wanted to um, introduce to clinicians a area that I don't dive too, too deep on anymore. And that's the other side of your business, which is scaling. And so for those who are joining us, I just want to first go over the general definition of growth versus scale. So uh, grow is more of a linear process. And that is when you can be 
um, making more money. You can be seeing more clients, but the problem is that you may be bottlenecking in your business. And what that means is that your business is pretty much ran by how you show up, when you show up, and you can only go so far, especially with one-on-one services. Then we have this other side of business under the Branding for Abundance umbrella, our company, which is teaching therapists how to then scale their business, which means that you're going to make more money while earning less. And so what I thought that we do is take the viewers and the listeners on first a journey of where you started, where, um, you know, I named this topic today, you know, leaving nine to five job and creating exit plans and what that was like for you being able to pre-sale a whole lot of books, right. And showing up as the best version of you. And then also being able to scale your business. And so let's go all the way back. Where did you go to school for grad school and what made you get into this field? Okay, so when I graduated from high school, I went to this very expensive school. It was all great. And then my parents were like, this is a lot of money and you have brothers. So I actually um, transferred schools. I went to um, Wilberforce University. It's the first historically black um, college in the United States. So I big them up all the time. And when I transferred there, I originally was an education major, so I knew that I wanted to work with kids. I did some um, student teaching over over the summer, and I realized that 30 kids in one room all day long was not going to be my thing. So I enjoyed doing one-on-one work with them. And when I came back to school, I said, okay, let's make a shift. If I do psychology, that's cool, but what can I do with that? Because I still want to work with kids. I like being in um, schools. So how do I do this? And my advisor said, well, there's school psychology. You can be in schools. You can do that too. So um, I said, okay, well, I'm not really sure what this is, but (laughs) let's go for it. And she was very big on when students are in my class, they go on and they get doctorates. So I don't just have students get their master's degree. They go further than that. And I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to (laughs) do. So I came back home. I went to um, Fordham University in New York City, which I really liked because it was diverse. I was very clear that I wanted to work with um, students who look like me, And I wanted them to see me to know what they could become. So um, I went to Fordham. And then for my doctorate, I went to uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey, which to me was just eye-opening because they were very big on, okay, so you have a job. Let's bring those issues here and let's dive into them. So I was a part of a um, cohort where everyone helped each other. So that was really great. Of course, the dissertation process is one where you're by yourself and you're like, oh, I don't have my friends here. But I mean, the faculty was so supportive of what I was doing, which for me was very big. Um, I definitely wanted to make sure that I had professors that understood me Um, Because I was very culturally based. Like I came from an HBCU where we looked at psychology through the eyes of people who look like us. 
And that's what my research was on. And I just had to make sure that the people who were on my, on my team understood that. So my grad process, although it was tough, I had some really good people surrounding me. So that was good. Yeah. It also sounds like what was really important is you had somebody in your corner that not only paved the way and gave you guidance to what step was next, but they also mm-hmm. showed you the picture of what could be. Yeah. And it, it seems as though even from my conversations within like our communities, you know, depending on the programs, it's that some people can be introduced to the first step, but the reason why they don't go all in and finish the course, like the marathon versus a sprint, is that they don't see where their life could be 10, 15, 20 years from now. This is where I see as a college professor where I've had a lot of students, they weren't my students to begin with, but they end up coming back to college. Um, If you even got that catch, you know, they had to come back because they realized that they did not think about the full picture until they actually got out there and they didn't have a guy, uh, you know, a a guidance counselor, a college counselor, a mentor that is a professor Mm -hmm. um, to also know what the, what the ending course looks like. And so what I want to highlight to everybody is that it's really important for mentorship, but it's also very important that you ask high quality questions, because if I have a mentor and they're telling me, oh yeah, you know, you need to get a doctor degree, a high quality question would be, well, what is at the end of of a result after a PsyD degree? Like, tell me what, what, what's going to come out of me spending four more years in school outside of just a job. Like I need to hear a lot more than that, you know? Um, cause I can get a job right now and just get promotions, you know? So, okay. So that was awesome with you. And thank you for that sharing the journey. So let's fast forward time. Okay. Let's actually, so we're going to do this episode a little bit different. Typically we talk about And we're going to do this, but later on talk about like the work that you're doing now, but I want to speed up things because we're talking about mindset. So I want to stay on that topic for a little bit. We Mm -hmm. met almost five years ago. Can you share with our audience what was going on in your mind first before the teacher appeared? (laughs) So (laughs) what, what was happening in your career at your job to even make you think like, I should probably be thinking about entrepreneurship. It was really interesting because I thought about this and I said, oh, wow, I don't think that I've shared this with you, but um, I was at my dream job. So what I thought was going to be it for me, I was very comfortable there, but I was not supported there. So in February of 2018, uh, they told me that I wasn't going to come back, you know, that, you know, you're going in a different direction. That's the code word for, you know you're out of here. And I was devastated. And I was really at a point where I said, I will never let my livelihood be dependent upon one person and one organization and one school. So, I mean, what I did leave with was um, someone who um, signed off on my supervision hours. So all I had to do was take the licensing exam. So I was clear that I'm going to start a practice. And <laughs> I was literally like, I'm going to start a practice. Ha- have, having nothing, just n- no direction, no, no guidance, just this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, well, what, like, what do I need to do this? You know? <laughs> it's good that you got a dream, but now you're like the logical part. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> 
doing this. <laughs> so I was on YouTube. I was reaching out to different people who were in practice, like, okay, what do I need to do? How do, you know, how do I get started? Do I just see people? Do they just come in and I just go? And they were like, no, 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 you know, you got to do this. But no one really gave me a clear explanation or a map of what to do first. And I was on Instagram and somebody that I follow, they liked one of your photos. And I was just kind of like in this search online of um, Black psychologists. I didn't even know coaching was a thing. So I didn't know to use like the terminology. I was just like, I just need somebody Black that's doing this, that mm -hmm. will listen to my questions. That's interesting. I'm going to write that. You're going to see me write notes. Go ahead. I'm like, that's interesting right there. <laughs> right. Like I was just really like, okay, so who was going to like help me? And a friend liked one of your posts and I went to your page and I think you had just left New York or you were here like recently. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay. So she was here. So it's not somebody that's random. That's just coming up and whatever. And the other thing that was in my head, and you're gonna laugh, is I was like, she's from um Compton too. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's about the business then. Like, okay, so let me see what's going on. And I stalked you for a while. I did. Well, let me ask a question, and I'm asking this for a reason because this is actually the very thing that we teach our clients in all of our programs. Mm -hmm. Approximately from your memory, how long were you following me after you found me before you made your move? It was maybe like two months. Okay. And I'm, you, you know why I'm talking about this because again, I find that when I get to know therapists in the programs or those who are interested, they get in my DM and they text me and they want a fast result, like a sprint. They want me mm -hmm. to, you know, give them access to the program. They know the program will take time, but they want to be able even to see results as soon as they join. And I'm like, how many of your clients actually sign up with you as soon as they see you? You think they do, but that means that you're not asking the right questions because a lot of them don't. So go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So no, it's so true. And then I remember I was I was at work and I saw your thing. I um, went to the website. I looked at the forms to um, fill out and I was like, okay, okay. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I was at work and I think I had a rough day and I was like, shoot, let me just go to this form now and, you know, see what can happen. And I filled it out. I don't want to say I was surprised that you responded back, but I was like, oh, shoot. No, but let's talk about that because that I'm having you pull out all these things because I have been working with you like not the longest, but in terms of like who's showing up in the programs now, you are one of my OGs. I always say that to like a cluster of y'all. And I want therapists to really, really understand that not all people are even accessible. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you're speaking to things that people assume. And then that is actually the very reason why some of them still mm -hmm. have not even showed up to a boot camp because they think that I'm not going to respond to like a comment in the box. Yeah. So speak to that freely, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't DM you, but I was definitely on the website because I was just like, okay, if I'm going to be real about this, then let me be professional and, you know, do the quote unquote right thing. So I sent the information in and we set up a call and 
again, this was five years ago. So I don't even think Zoom was as big as it is now. Well, it wasn't, but I don't even know if it was really a thing. And when you said, okay, we're going to do a video chat. I was like, a video chat? How, how like, I'm going to see you? I was like, well, how does this even work? And, you know, the questions just started and it really made me sit and ponder and think about what I was going to do, you know, and who I really wanted to serve. Because I'm not going to front. I was at work like, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. I don't need to do nothing. And I'm going to have a practice with, and it was like, okay, so what else? Like, what is the um, structure of how you're going to do this? And who do you really want to work with? And how many clinicians actually stop and ask themselves that those questions before they roll out of bed to open up a practice? Let's be all the way real. Listen, because I was like, I will take any and anybody. I was like, I just got to get paid. That's all I have to do. Wait, hold on. So listen, to the people who are viewing this right now, put a one in the comment box if you are either the person or you know of another therapist that lacked the structure, probably know that they were lacking it, and they just low-key rolled out of bed and said, all I need to do is just see clients so I can get paid. Because for a lot of therapists, that is their mm-hmm. first mentality because they're running away from their job. Yeah. So they're just trying to fill in the void to get paid. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing because if it's a toxic environment, sometimes you got to get out, but you still need to at some point slow down to ask yourself quality questions. Yeah. How can I make this consistent where I'm not doing so much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was about to be all over the place. I really was. Just So you know. did that. I see people putting ones in the box. So you <laughs> did that. We set up a call. You realize, what did you realize in terms of connecting with me? Because I know right now we don't do calls, but we do things like boot camps where people can engage with me. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, we do Instagram, whatever. So what were your thoughts when you actually had preconceived notions about what it might be like and then you showed up to the call? What was the energy like? Um, I saw that you were very excited, but also very organized. Like, okay, let's, you know, let's put some guardrails here to what you're trying to do. And that was what I needed. You know, like I really needed somebody to like reel me in. <laughs> so... That happened very, very quickly. And I was like, okay. But it also allowed me to just kind of see like the areas that I needed to focus on and really get serious about what I was going to do and how I was going to brand myself even. That was a whole thing that I don't even think I fully knew what brand was. I think it was a word that started to become popular and everybody's like, I'm a brand. I'm branding myself. And everybody is using it, but no one is doing Hmm. it. Hmm. And you're like, okay, well, what is your brand? So it really gave me time to work on that. And I was energized. I definitely think it made me feel like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're (laughs) really going to do a practice. Like we're going to start a practice and be organized with it and have this be a really good foundation for what's to come. Mm Mm-hmm. So let me give other people, I like to be transparent. So let, let me let people all the way in just a little bit more than probably what you heard on my podcast. Cause I spill all the tea on air. And so <laughs> my business has been evolving on the coaching side since around 2016. I met you two years later. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh yeah, I've been a coach for 20 years. Like, no, I've been a college professor for almost 20 years. <laughs> you know, I do syllabus structure, mm. but in terms of coaching, 
Um, what I what I want people to really hear through this narrative is just start. Yeah. Right. So when I was first coaching clinicians, it was by divine timing, but my language is it was on accident, but nothing is ever on accident as we know, but that's how I described it for a while because it was more of people kind of like what you said. You just saw what I was doing and you were like, well, I want to do that too. How do you do it? Can you teach me? And then it was the magic words, which were, I just go, how much, how much do you charge for you to just like share this with me? So I'm like, oh, people want to like pay for me to do this. You know, I wasn't giving them like hours at a time, but it was like, you know, chit chat texts, like one liners, you know, but I'm like, oh, people want to actually spend time <laughs> like with me. Yeah. O- okay. And so, you know, I put a sticker price on it and then people were just doing one time things like just one hour. And then that grew into, oh no, like, how do I get like something tangible from you? Like, do you have any homework? And I'm like, oh, y'all want it kind of like what I do with therapy. Okay. So <laughs> then I had to sit down and think, what does this remind me of? Takesha, you're a professor. Mm-hmm. You give homework all the damn time. You create workbooks at the drop of a dime in the middle of a therapy session and print it out for your clients. Like, that's what I was doing for therapy clients. My teenagers, I would be like, hey, I'm going to listen to some music or do this little journaling prompt. I'm about to hop on this computer, type out your homework real quick. I just want people to see how evolving this this has been. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I went from doing that stuff to therapy that then clearly just transitioning that same energy into coaching. Cause then when you came on board, it was, I think one person before you, Dr. Tanisha, that was out here. She said, I needed to leave my job in 30 days. And I'm like, whoo, okay. You know, and we did it. She left in 30 days and she now is very profitable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was the first client that I created a portal with mm. because I was like, Oh, if I've been taking online coaching programs, cause then I started investing in myself. Now I want to create something where it's just like, what we now know as like a house for all of our materials that people can just keep going back to. So I was like, oh, I like this feeling. So when you came along, I created an entirely new, it wasn't the same one, Uh shell. Some of it was like repurposed because y'all talked about the same thing. I started noticing a trend there. Like (laughs) maybe y'all can get together, but she in LA, you in New York. Mm -hmm. So I just kept doing one-on-ones. And then when you came from a different state, Something magical happened. Mm-hmm. And I believe in divine timing again, because for those of you who y'all have heard Dr. Rowe's name, if you heard some of my past podcasts, especially the one where I said I manifested my first Delta one flight <laughs> and I was by coastal and I was giving her shout outs like on two podcasts. So she is that person. It's me. Um, but one thing that I want to highlight is that I intentionally went there for my birthday in September when my son was six months old. We did manifest those upgraded seats, Right. And then I had declared before I got out there that I'm going to become bi-coastal before I even touched ground at JFK. And then it just so happened that I went and looked for an office space because back then we weren't telehealth. And I was like, I'm about to have a private practice in New York. It's not a big deal. I'm dreaming big. Nobody can't stop me. I was like on ego float town, right? And then when I came back, that's when all this stuff started happening with you because that was September, you reached out to me October and November. I want everybody to see the timeline mm-hmm. when you do things that you're supposed to do within alignment. Mm-hmm. So all that happened, Dr. Rose part that she just shared came along in the fourth quarter, just about. Yep. And then something happened where you couldn't invest because I want people to hear this too. Mm-hmm. You couldn't invest at that time. Let me ask you, did that, did that mean that you stopped engaging with me on social media? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. So what did you do in the in-between time? Cause you manifested something too. Cause I got a magical email in January saying after a webinar, I'm ready to go. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I will be honest. Like I, 
prayed about it and I said, okay, God, like if this is what you want me to do, then you're going to make it occur. Somehow it's going to happen. Um, I had, I had no idea. And the money came and I was like, oh shoot. It didn't, it did not come just to come. It came in full. Right. Cause I was like, oh, you, you still want to do the payment option? And you were like, no. Right. I was, I was like, just take it all here it's here i'm ready let's go yes yes let's get it going yes so yeah i mean and it was such a relief to even begin and i was sitting there like oh we have a portal we got work to do like this is some like legit stuff i was like she's not just on here talking about you know what she's doing like Mm -hmm. we have work (laughs) i mean y'all i really and um i feel like maybe it was at a time it was at a time where I think like for me work was not really consistent so I had the time to um sit down and really dive into everything which also means that you use the time that you had yeah and I believe that also if people don't believe that they have the time you do you just have to look at like a time allocation where are you choosing to spend your time right right So let me just um, pull together the timeline because we're going to get now up to like current date from like all of these manifestation hacks, right? And belief and prayer and really acknowledging that you don't like where you are. So now you got to do something about it because faith without works is dead. So we went from a circle of influence tagging me and you taking inspired action. Then you follow on my page for a few months and just following my moves to see if I guess I'm about what I say that I'm about and really engaging, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm responsive and you get on a call with me, right? So you take another leap of faith. Then from that call, you make the decision to now invest in yourself financially, not just time watching videos on my page, because I want people to hear that sometimes it may take a process because you need to do some inner work to believe that you're also worthy of what's on the other side. So then you have the consultation. I gave you the fee and you were like, I want to do it. I'm not accepting no for an answer. I just can't right now. I'm cool with that. I ain't going to be like, no, if you can't sign up, you know, whatever, (laughs) unless it's like more limited spots. It wasn't at that time. And so then what we did is if I, I think I didn't hear from you for like a month outside of social media. So I actually emailed you and said, Hey, Mm -hmm. I know that you told me you would be, you told me you would hit me when you're ready. So in the meantime, I'm about to feed you some more free content. And for those who are following me now, you probably, you, you got an exponential level of that right now. But I was still in the beginning phases. So I said, I'm doing a webinar. It's on mindset. Why don't you go ahead and show up? It's free. You know what I'm saying? You were like, cool, I'm gonna go ahead and sign up. So I'm still nurturing my audience, even though they can't sign up with me right now. Mm -hmm. Hashtag delayed gratification for those of you who were on my YouTube last week. Be patient and stop rushing stuff. Marathon, okay? So then she ended up manifesting the money because she was doing her inner work. Then she ended up, taking another leap of faith and she signed up. And what's great about it is what she said is that I delivered because that is really important when you make a financial investment. Okay. So I over delivered. Then when I delivered something happened in April, cause that's where I, you know, I came back with just my husband for his birthday. And then we did a whole surprise situation where I said something like the week or two before, Hey, are you working? She said, yes. And I said, well, Oh, can you get off? She said, Why? <laughs> And I said, oh, well, me and Ivory coming for his birthday and I'm also coming for an event. And the event just so happened to be in New York. 
do you want to meet up for one of your sessions? Because at that time you have four sessions, I believe, or six. So I said, one of the sessions, I'm going to actually allow it to be in person. Let's just hot seat it in one day for four hours. I'm going to give you some bonus time. And she was like, what? Called off work. What happened? I was like, deuces. I'm out of here. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all going to be okay. Okay. And I feel like I got my life in those four hours. Right. She came with her folder, y'all. She came with her folder with me on the cover. Like, girl, I'm organized. Look at me. You so proud of me. I a binder. Yes. And I was like, I read, my husband was like, damn, she really got a binder. They like, they, they, they really listen to what you say. Listen. Because that was part of the instructions. Get a three ring binder, one inch or more. So she came with a binder, y'all. And the reason why I'm, I'm highlighting it before I have her talk about where she is now is that I need people to understand. I said need, not want. I really need everybody to understand that you can't just jump into a, my mastermind because some people just see the mastermind. They're like, oh, I'm there. I want streams of income. No. Take your time mm-hmm. because we only talking about six months, five years ago. Right. So speed things up. You do that. You do one on one coaching with me. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm in New York again for like the following year. It was actually the year after, right? And I was for my same coach at the same event, right? Me and Ivory. So I said, something came over me when I was at my mastermind. And I said, I'm going to invite my alumni that have done low-key DTA before DTA was DTA with me one-on-one. One of the biggest things I felt like they were missing was a community. So because they've invested a certain amount of money already into one-on-one, I'm just going to grandfather them in for a certain amount. They just got to pay a little small entry fee one time Mm. and they can get unlimited access to DTA no matter what. That was the respect that I paid back to the people who invested in themselves and trusted me with the process. So Rose said, yeah, she came back after that smooth selling. So she went from there. Tell us about you got licensed because some people are struggling with that right now. Um, So briefly share us the licensure to, yeah, (laughs) business. So licensure was a struggle and that was why I actually took a um, break because I felt like I had this whole business plan here, but the licensing exam was really tough for me. And I actually used our mindset um, conversations to help me get over that um, hump because it was a challenge. So once that was done, I was ready to fly. I'll honestly say I had to stop myself and just kind of say, okay, roll chill and rest before you get back up to move because I was just ready to go. After that, I went back to the portal and I just made sure that I had everything tight, that I had everything together. I went over my exit plan again. And what was your exit plan? Can you talk a little bit about the anxiety that you had around the exit plan? A lot of anxiety. You know, I, there was a lot. But I will say that the portal and the podcast were very helpful because I was able to go through my little um, checklist of who did I need to um, speak to. I needed to speak with my health insurance and what that was going to look like and what I needed to do. I spoke with a CPA. I spoke with my life insurance person, you know, but just really making sure that I did that, going through all of my bills, looking at what I had to pay, what I had to owe and how much I needed to make in order to not go back to a job, you know? Yeah. Know your numbers. Yeah. And I obsessed over it. I was like, oh, okay, I got to do this. And when it was time to leave, it was definitely... (laughs) It was anxiety 
a bit because I actually thought that I could tell them at the end of August that I was going to leave. But And what year, what year was this? Because I want people to see the timeline if they are running a sprint. This was just last year. This was just last June. So you got introduced to What Is Possible in 2018. Okay, 2017, 2018. And then we're talking about 2021 Yeah, is when you made the decision to leave your job at the same time of building your business low-key underground. (laughs) So, Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely that I was working in my business. I started my practice in January 2021 and I was doing that and I was getting things in order from like January. Like I knew that it was coming and I had like played around with the numbers and things like that, but I really got serious about what it was really going to look like. So from January to like June, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So that was a whole planning period. And then the last day of school, I went into the office and I was like, okay, it's like, I legit had the group coaching me on what to say. So just so you guys know, she joined the mastermind. When she says the group, she had DTA, but she also had joined the mastermind last year. So our first year of having the mastermind in a group again, because I was forever evolving. I'm paying attention to the feedback students are giving me one-on-one. And it seems like the common denominator that pushed people over the edge to abundance was the group. So some people always ask me, I want more one-on-one coaching. Like that's sometimes how they be coming at me in the DM. And when I say no, some people be like, why? And I'm like, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how powerful a group is if you got the right people and I choose the right people. Yeah. So you joined the mastermind last year mm-hmm. um, and something happened in May during this process that you low key left out that I need other, that I need them to hear, which is when you start tracking your numbers, oh. you hit your first 12 K month. Yeah. Yeah. I told you I'm coming after all y'all students. I know your numbers. I pay attention. <laughs> so in May. Yeah, I did. And, and I was looking like, wait a minute. Let me recalculate this again. I'm like, am I sure I did this? And yeah, it did. I was like, oh, if so, everybody put a two in the comment box and give it up a row, even though I had to remind her because things like that can be confirmation for you to leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's because we're so busy working, working, working that. Oh, wait, say that again. So, you were busy working, working, working that you may not have done what? may not have looked at what I was making and doing. Hold on, stay right there. I'm about to do therapy for a minute for somebody who's listening. (laughs) So if you're busy, 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 Mm -hmm. and you're not paying attention to your numbers, how does that correlate with you staying at your job? Like you're staying because you feel like I'm not going to make anything more. And, And it's like, but sis, if you have more hours to do what you wanted to do, you could be making a whole lot more. Boom, hold on, let me pause. So let me just recap again, because I want you to hear it as well so that you can then double that 12. Okay. So when you're working, 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 and you're busy and you never take time to, I'm going to say these words because you know what they mean, work on your business versus working in it. Mm -hmm. If you slow down and actually pay attention to your back office, a lot of the students, this is how a lot of students, how we get like two to four, that number has probably increased at this point, but every two to four out of four students who join DTA if they have a desire to leave their nine to five, they end up leaving a lot sooner because they take the time to take the actionable steps to look at their numbers. But then the mindset piece that's missing that you mentioned is you also got to tweak your mindset to understand that you will earn way more than even what you're earning now once you do have those hours back. Yeah. 
Because you will be at work like lightweight pissed. Like, why am I here? And these six hours, I know I could be making <laughs> like double this, you know? So you will get to the point where you are not comfortable being where you are because you're just like, I know that there's more that's out there and I know that I can do more and I can do this. Yes. So yeah. All right. So we, we've taken y'all on her journey. We've st- told you guys about what her version of her nine to five exit plan was, which in summary, it was mindset, declaring what she wanted. The teacher appeared. She taking fast action, utilizing the teacher, um, utilizing what best fits her, taking a break when needed so that she can focus on the next phase, which is getting licensed to apply all this stuff for real, for real, for private practice. And now I want you to talk about what it has been like for you to scale your business in terms of offering either physical products and or your services um, with one-to-one in combination to one-to-many because physical products are one-to-many. So can you talk to them about your business now? So now my business is, I'll say it's great. (laughs) I get to work with the people who I really like to work with. I get to work with teens and young adults and I have more time to teach. That's something that I really like to do. So, and I never thought that I would, but now I'm teaching like 20, 25 students twice a week. And just going from what happens in my sessions and what I've experienced being in schools, you know, I just noticed that teens had so much that was just inside of them that they they really didn't have a, a safe place to share anything. It's like my office was it. And just like you, I noticed that there were teens that were talking about the same topics, you know, relationships, how to make friends, the challenges that they had, what their goals were, you know, culture was a big piece, especially over like the last two years. And schools were like, oh, you know, we can't talk about race. We can't talk about culture because it's a political, you know, it's like a hot topic. So I said, well, this is what's going on. And teens do need to talk about it. Teens do need to get this out. They do need to express the way that they feel. So I had some little prompts that were on my laptop and talking about community. Someone in our group, Lori Ford, was like, well, I help people write books. And I just shared with her, okay, you know, I have these little prompts here, whatever. And she's like, you can make a book out of it. And I was like, no, no, no. But like a book is for when I become big. and People know who I am. And she's like, girl, just just come on. So I did her workshop. And from that, I was able to create a teen journal. I have one for boys. Move it over a little bit. So we, oh, there we go. So we can see it. Yay. And it's a journal bound too, spiral bound. Yes, because y'all know how teens like to throw stuff around. So it's hardcover. But I was very big on making sure that the photos look like the teens that I work with, because every time when they get stuff, it's somebody that they're just like, okay, that's cute, but that's not me. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about putting it in front of your audience, because you're also serving a special population where a lot of clinicians get stuck because they're like, who am I supposed to be marketing to the the kid or the parent? (laughs) So with marketing, I actually market it to parents And so many parents were like, oh, this is what my kid needs. Like, they're not talking to me directly, but I know that there's something that's going on. So really marketing towards them was a tremendous help. 
marketing to other mental health professionals was also important because they can use this in their sessions. And so many of them have already reached out to say, you know, like I'm using prompts in my sessions. So it's really been amazing, actually. Again, working with our community and reaching out to people because y'all, I didn't know anything about writing a book. I didn't know how I was supposed to launch a book and where I should be and how I should talk about it. And the group really assisted me with the mastermind group was really tremendous with that. And people were texting me on the side. They were calling me and implementing everything that I heard, not just listening and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to do that. But really doing it, I was able to pre-sell 173 books. Woo, wait, hold on, hold on. Everybody put a one in the comment box. She pre-sold before the books even physically crossed over to the United States because it was on the water, yes. <laughs> right? Because um, she did an opening unhauling box literally last week, okay? So you done did all that journey. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I do want to highlight that you mentioned um, that's really big in our community is collaboration over competition, is that you utilized the platform of the program, Then you went deeper on another level and you utilize the people that are in the group. Yeah. Then you took action. Then you, I know that we talked about launch processes. And so I want people to see full circle. Mm -hmm. She has it. She has the best of both worlds. You have the curriculum to always go back to similar to how you were saying when you first start coaching. Right. But then you also can utilize people and I call it bartering services because in our family, we talked about this in Vegas in November at the end of the year mastermind where I put you guys in groups and I'm like, you know, I understand that sometimes you may have to invest in something that your counterpart has because it's an actual program, but there are certain conversations that I believe you guys can barter. There's something that somebody may want to know who did your uh, spiral bound? Who did your editing? Yeah. Do they do editing for someone else? And you're going to be like, well, you know, what you got that I could use too, sis? You know what I'm saying? And then you guys can barter for services because you both want to see each other win. And that's what our community is about. Just to let everybody know why she keeps referencing community because that played a very pivotal role outside of me being a coach. It's the community. Right. Okay? Yeah. You cannot do anything on your own you know, like you're going to have your own ideas. You're going to have your own goals. You're going to have your own products and who you serve, but somebody else may have something that you need and you need to be around people who are not afraid to share that with you, you know, because there are a ton of different groups that people have all different types of um, specialties, but they're not always willing to share because it's like, well, if I share this with you, then that's going to take away from what I'm doing. And there's plenty of food to eat on this earth. Okay. Can you go a little deeper on the mastermind? Cause I did get a, it was a very good question. And I realized that I had a lot of, I'm gonna say material, like content out there Mm. telling people the value points, the benefits of like attending a mastermind. Right. Cause I know we're having a few this year with you all. And then we're having some for the general public, but can you talk to them about your experience of physically being in a room with mastermind individuals and then what happens after? Because what the question was is like, I can see that the event was fun and people were learning a lot, but like what happens when they leave? So can you talk about the experience then the post? (laughs) Okay. So energy on a thousand, I'll say that energy on a thousand. I mean, you're really around people who 
you know, like we see everybody on Instagram and that's one thing and we kind of build relationships there, but then being in the same space with them and people pouring in to you, that's what people don't see. Like there really is a lot of work that goes in and so many like ideas. And I think again, that we are so busy kind of like, you know, when we're at home, there's different things that are going on that our attention can be fleeting, but being in one room with people for six, seven hours and everybody is working on, on their business, like you're not taking calls, you're not having a quick session over here, like on the side, but you're locked in. At first, it can be a bit overwhelming because you're like, whoa, this is a lot of information. <laughs> like, a lot of people have a lot of great ideas here. And sharing, and everybody's just so free in terms of their um, volunteering of information. So once you have all of that, you have notes and books of pages and things like that. And then you leave with this fire, like, all right, it's time to work. It's time to implement. So on the way home, and even before you leave home, like somebody this year was like, I couldn't even um, sleep after the first night. I think she may be watching Samara. She <laughs> it was like, I can't even And we sleep. were all like, oh, welcome to the group. That's normal. So now I even give a disclaimer like, hey, I gave a disclaimer for the people who are going to Vegas and New York this year. I was like, just a little disclaimer because we just had a conversation two weeks ago. If you don't get any sleep on the first day, don't think ain't, something is abnormal. It's probably not jet lag. It's probably a good thing that you can't sleep. No, like, nope. So on the plane home, you're like, I don't need the internet. Like, all I need is Word doc. And I wrote my purchase page out like on the way home from... Vegas, it's like those few hours right after you're on fire and you're ready to move and you kind of have your um, steps for what you want to do. And now it's time to just write it out and implement it. I was going to say, you have mentioned something that, again, we're talking to therapists here, so you know they can just get overwhelmed with you telling them that it's a lot of information and they ain't even been. And so um, can you describe the hot seat, because when I've described this to some people, some people get intimidated to the point where they don't want to do it and they don't, mm -hmm. I explain the value of it, but I want them to hear from someone who went up to the hot seat willingly. Cause I don't make anybody do anything with a hot seat. If you want 10 to 15 minutes and hell, the one we just did, somebody got like 45 minutes, depending on the question, we will go all the way in in a very loving way to make sure that you don't leave out this room without this information. And so can you explain to them what your experience was like on a hot seat? My experience, you know, I was definitely nervous because you're like, okay, I'm going to share this with people. I'm going to say it out loud and I hope they think it's okay. You know, I hope it's like, all right. And then you share, you know, what your vision is, you know, what you're trying to do. And the first shock is that people are sitting there like, wow, like you are amazing for coming up with this idea and you're like okay and then they're like okay so when I was doing this this is something that helped me it's people giving their experience and things to like look out for so that you don't fall when you're trying to get this product or service out there so I can honestly say that I don't think anyone feels stupid when they're up there you know what I mean like, but 
the feedback and I'm probably I'm sometimes one of the loud ones but I'm like girl or you got this wonderful thing like and you charging um five dollars like this is amazing do you know what you can do with this this you know so yeah because y'all was like some firecrackers this year I don't know if it was because y'all have been with each other for a year like more than half of the room but what I do also want people to hear is that people in that room will hold you to the fire. Yeah. So not only are they going to come with their experiences, they're also going to come with, yeah, more ideas. Cause maybe you don't think, maybe people hear it and think a different way and you want to take that. You can record that session yep. and take it back home. But people go, um, in a lightweight check you. Yeah. If you are doing something that's not in alignment with your vision, you went up there and declare what your vision is. And then what you, what the words that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> is not aligning with that. They're going to be like, yeah, no, like you're not about to do that. Like that's right. what's not about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like they get really serious. And that 10, that 15 minutes will save you like 10 hours on the back end. Ooh. Wait, say that again. That 10 to 15 minutes. That's all. It's like, you're not up there long. But it's so many people, but that will save you like 10 hours, like when you get back home and you're trying to do this, or it'll save you from like agreeing to do something that you get in there like, oh, this is not really what I want to do. And what you're also saying, I'm going to put it plain so they can hear it. Your time is money. Yeah. And so I want to tie that into investment because some, and I'm saying this a lot because again, I know my audience because I am my audience, or at least I was my audience at some point. And I did not know what investment meant. And so unless somebody is able to articulate the value of what I'm going to be able to walk away with, and it resonates with me, I ain't willing to listen to it. So I hope that you will listen to this. If she's saying that it will save you 10 hours off the top of her head because she ain't even calculated it, right? Right. And then let's just say if I tell you with a master's degree at minimum, even though you may not be charging this amount, that your time is worth 500 bucks an hour. Or let's just say on the minimum scale, you charge 150 for therapy. If we do some basic numbers here, well, let's see. (laughs) If we do 150, you know, I got to always bring up the calculator. 150 times 10 is $1,500. 10 minutes saved you $1,500. If we go based off your value, 500 times 10 is $5,000. So somebody may ask, well, why is the live event $2,222? Well, let me check. The last time I looked at the calculator, 10 minutes of the whole two days can get you $5,000 back in time. And you mentioned Lori, so I am going to bring her up because she's going to come back on the podcast as well, Mm -hmm. is that the name of her last podcast episode was 10 minutes turned into $10,000. And a lot of the people, unless they really, really listened to the whole episode, they didn't really understand what we meant by the title. But what we were referencing was this hot seat because she went back on the plane, revamped her entire digital product and scaled that thing in less than 60 days and made her first 10K launch. Mm -hmm. Put a one in the comment box if you want those results because y'all just sometimes focusing on how much money you got to give out and you're not looking at how much money and time you can get back and being connected to the right people Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. <laughs> you know, forever, ever, yeah. and ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it truly is amazing. And um, my mom and my aunt came, the last mastermind that we had, and they didn't even come to a workshop, but just being around us, they could really see that everybody wanted everyone to win and everybody wants the best out of everyone. Like, I don't want to see my sister or my brother over here struggling and I have the answer to, to help. 
So they saw that they were inspired. You know, they're like, well, I need to start something. I need to find something to do because y'all are on the move. Yeah. Yeah. They went to the escape room and everything with us. Like, you're going to see real life. Went to Compton with me. You feel me? Went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Inglewood. Yes. <laughs> Tried to do the Randy's Donuts. Didn't make it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but I got a donut because of community. So my community was at Randy's and they were like, what do you want? I said, okay, see these, like, these are my people. Yeah. So let, let me ask, because this has been a resonating question that I can answer it for the community, but I still feel like it's always best when they hear it from other people that are not me. This actually question has come up a lot in the mm-hmm. last six months. So who would you say, because you know I do pop-up masterminds, and just to be clear for everybody, Vegas is still sold out, <laughs> okay? New York is not. Um, New York has like one to two seats left because somebody didn't express interest yesterday. So I got to email her today. (laughs) Um, But I do want people to hear this for later. You know, if I have another event, what would a therapist have to have in place in order for them to get the most out of coming to a mastermind? Because some people just see your end result and they hear the last part of the interview, which is mastermind. And they say, boom, that's where I need to be. I need to be in person. So who would you say would be a great candidate? Like, what do they need to have in order Mm. to get the most out of it. (laughs) I think you have to have some sort of vision for who you want to work with or what you want to do. You know, you don't have to have all of the answers, you know, but you have to have a mindset. You have to have a drive to want to work because it just makes no sense for you to pay to come and then not do anything afterwards. (laughs) Like, that's a waste of money. Mm. Say that again. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so really having that drive to work someone who is serious about what their mission is, what their goal is, and just have an idea so that you can sharpen it, you know, so they're like, I'm going to be honest, and I'm not going to front there are tons of people who are like, Oh, like, you know, well, I want to get down, like, I want to be with y'all. And it's like, okay, but I know you. And I kind of know that you don't like, you don't like to work. You like, you don't like to be held accountable for what you do. So this may not be the right fit for you right now, you know, but there are definitely people who, if you know that you're not happy with where you are right now, and if you know that there's more that you want to do, but you just don't know how, then this is the place where you need to be. And you need to be comfortable with investing in yourself. To say, if I want to go further, then what do I have to do to get there? And take a leap of faith. Like, this whole thing is a faith walk because, like I said before, you're not going to know what the end goal or product is until you take the first step. So we like to have everything planned out. We like to know what's going to come next. But this is a roller coaster that you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, let's be all the way real. It is definitely a roller coaster. Yeah. But you're the driver of the roller coaster. Yeah. Let's be let, let's let's be all the way real. Cause some people will blame the economy. Therapists can't blame the economy. Out of everybody, we are safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, in terms of like revenue generating ideas and making it profitable. Mm-hmm. You don't like my coach always shares this, and I'm gonna give her full credit, Dr. Sasha Pierce. She's a manifestation expert, and she was she always says, like in her crowd. You don't have a money problem. You have an idea problem. Yeah. And that always resonates every time she says it with myself and other people in the room. Mm. Because if I ever hear any of my clients say, whether it's DTA or any other program that, 
you know, I'm not getting any clients or I get podcast submissions. Like I'm marketing that, that'd be the question. I'm marketing and doing everything I can, but I'm not getting any clients. And I'm like, okay, are you sounding like one of my clients right now? Like my therapy clients, like mm-hmm. I give them a strategy and they say, I tried that already. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, how many times are you going to tell me that? Because you ain't tried everything on this earth. And even if you did, you ain't perfected it. You tried it for one week. It didn't turn out best as you wanted it to. Right. Because you depended on five people to see your story. <laughs> five people. And you got a thousand followers and yeah. five people saw your story. You can keep posting the same damn picture every damn day. Okay. <laughs> and so have you tried everything? No. You know what I'm saying? But be consistent. And I wanted you to kick off of our scaling conversation this year mm. because I have been working with you along with the other few, like, for a long time Mm -hmm. and it is a marathon it is a marathon okay Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i know that you spoke about your book let me ask where can people find out and we're gonna go back and put this in the show notes for the podcast we're going to when our show notes get ready for everybody we're going to go put it on the youtube channel later so people who watch the replay can get it like this week but this is live where can people go find you and find this book Okay. If you are on Instagram, you can find me at Pivotal Point Psych. My website is www.pivotalpointpsych.com. Y'all, I keep it all the same. And you can find my book right there. If you're on Instagram, I do have a a QR code so you can scan it there. You can find me there. Yeah, that's about it. On Facebook, you can find me at Rochelle Robinson D. And then another quick question, just because we are approaching Mental Health Awareness Month and my YouTube live yesterday, I had spoke to paid speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody is watching and they want to utilize your expertise and have you come talk to their group of teens, whether it's at a church, community center, girls group, school, can they contact you the same way, like through your website or? Yes, you can contact me on my website. So um, on my website, if you go to the services page, you will be able to fill out my little form and you tell me what you're looking for. We get some dates and my response time is great. And I'll say that because I learned from Dr. TK. So I'm going to have you waiting for uh, six days. You will get a response. <laughs> You'll get a response in four hours. <laughs> yes. So I do want to close out by just letting people know the importance of community and collaboration. Um, the importance of connecting with one another and utilizing one another's expertise and not as competition, but working together as collaborators in mm-hmm. the field. There's enough food to eat on a table and we build our own tables here. We are our own bank accounts, right? Oh, yeah. um, and if you are interested, whether it be in private practice and or the mastermind, then all you have to do is inbox me. Okay. So for New York, I want to be clear. We are meeting in New York because this question came a few times. So I'm like, let me just say it out loud then (laughs) because I didn't know that many people were going to be interested. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we'll be in New York. Actually, I'm going to be there for a whole week. Ooh, I ain't never been there for seven days. So we're going to see how this works with this inflation. But nevertheless, I got our tickets already. So we're good. The whole family's coming out. So (laughs) we're going to be out there for a week because Not only do we have the elite coaching mastermind, we have our students, Dr. Rochelle, along with another group, like 19 people, right? Um, We're going to be there, what is it, Wednesday and Thursday, July 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. But we're also going to have a pop-up mastermind Monday and Tuesday of the exact same week so that I could just have a whole fun-filled week, okay? So we have 
two spots left because no spot is taken until you put down a deposit. Just want to be clear about that. And so if you want to learn about and implement in your business, even if you don't think it's important because it is, and she can probably attest to this, email marketing, um, learning about growth versus scale, um, learning about and implementing a Black Friday sales funnel because I believe in doing things early versus last minute. Um, we also give every single person that shows up a hot seat, which is why the groups are very intimate, like eight people, because in their mastermind this year, we have a total of 21 students. And so we have smaller hot seats, but then we like at their table. But then we also ask some of them, if you have a burning situation that's happening in your business, bring it to the front of the group. And this year, I think we have four we have four hot seats that came up in front of the group and we were able to pour into them like no other. Ooh, this one was good, right? And then <laughs> the, the theme was outside of collaboration. Ooh, walk on faith because ooh, wee, wee. Um, but, but they were like, those clinicians got that fire, okay? Um, and so if you want to come to that group mastermind, it's a total of no more than eight clinicians. All you have to do is you can inbox me or you can, I would say, text me. If you text me at 310-388-8603 and just say like, I'm interested in New York, then we'll chat. Now, just note, I'm going to ask you, what do you have going on in your business right now? So you may just want to tell me via text. And then I can send you a voice message back to let you know if what you said matches what we cover, because I want you to be able to take actionable steps when you leave. But outside of that, if you want to have a shortcut to contact Dr. Rowe, you can go on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. I tagged her on the photo for this YouTube live. Like I said, and I think, you know what? As part of this YouTube live, I already put your Instagram handle actually and your website. So you can go ahead and click that, check out her book, grab you a copy, even if you ain't got no teenager, you know what I'm saying? Gift it to somebody for Christmas. Listen, yeah. okay. Any parting words that you want to leave clinicians who, how do I want to say this? Um, they're on the fence about investing in them, not investing in Dr. TK. They're on the fence about investing in them, <laughs> like their career, their mindset. <laughs> Think about where you want to be. Think about what you deserve in this life you know and where you really want to be because sometimes the only way that we can get there is if we actually put money to where we want to go and that is priceless you know like the happiness that you want to have in your life so this is minimal compared to what you will get on the other side so step out on faith you know, have your plan and for, you know, what you want to do and make it happen. Move. Exactly. Move. Right. Remember purpose over perfection, y'all. Just get started. Yes. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in who tuned in live. Those of you who are watching the recording, definitely connect with Dr. Rowe. I definitely want to show my level of appreciation. You know what I'm saying? Not only did she show her (laughs) OG-ness, You know what I'm saying today, but she also showed that y'all, if y'all ain't checked out her page, you know, she posted pictures of me taking her around in Compton, you know, doing our little quick um, <laughs> tour that we took them on Crenshaw, you know, cause that, that's how we get down. You know what I'm saying? In a mastermind. <laughs> so, so y'all get to spend time and, and see the all the way me. Cause I don't change from Instagram to real life. Like you just see more goofiness. I'll say <laughs> but, <laughs> like me just dancing in the corner on my own or something, you know. But outside of that, maybe I'll see you in Vegas if you already signed up. Maybe I'll see you in New York if you want to come outside of that. Stay connected. We do have some awesome things coming up for those who are interested in private practice. Actually, within the next, like, a week and a half. <laughs> okay? Because um, a lot of people missed this last one, so I'm going to bring it back. But I'll let you guys know how that's going to go down. Stay connected, and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 